Today's story is about William Will Carter. Will was a smart, kind, and loving guy. He was a dad and the president and CEO of an insurance company based out of Marietta, Georgia. Will had grown his business to include five offices and 30 employees. His family writes in his eulogy that his life was tragically taken from him just as he had gained a firm foothold on a positive and productive direction. After years of obstacles, he was not only succeeding, but excelling emotionally, physically, and professionally. This podcast contains adult themes, language, and violence. It is not suited to all audiences and may be triggering to some. In many cases, the names and details within these episodes have been changed to protect privacy. Opinions expressed by guests of the show do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast or its producers. Welcome to Isolated, a podcast about male victims of domestic abuse and control, as well as those suffering as a result of parent alienation syndrome. We are not therapists or experts in this field, but seek to bring these issues to light and provide awareness of early warning signs of abusive behavior and resources for help. So Will had struggled with substance abuse and was really working on bettering his life. And he did. He was close to his daughter, his whole family. He had completely turned his life around. And after building his business from scratch, he used his business to help those that needed support. He became a mentor and gave those that were struggling as he once had a second chance. Will often told his family he believed that he was the recipient of many second chances and he definitely paid it forward. That's so cool. Yeah, it really was. And he he was really young. He was only 30 years old. Aww. He really believed in helping others and paying it forward. And that was his motto in his life. And that was all great until enter Victoria Rickman. Okay. Victoria is also a smart, successful businesswoman. Uh, like Will, Victoria had a child from her previous marriage. And in an article on True Crime Daily, a friend of Victoria says that her son is everything to her. She would even get outside, you know, play football, get dirty with him, you know, everything, end quote. Will and Victoria were set up by mutual friends, like a blind date. And at first, they were really great together, almost perfect. And they're both very good looking people. They're both young. They were a great match. There is no perfect. There is no perfect. But warning, warning. on the outside, you know, yeah. they were both attractive, they were beautiful. young parents, yeah. um, business oriented, and it really worked well. Um, from most accounts, the relationship was good for the first six months. Mm. As I mentioned before, Will had struggles with substance abuse. After 10 years of drug abuse, Will went into rehab and completely turned his life around, like we mentioned before. Wow. I mean, that, that's, that's a long time of being in. Absolutely. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. So once things in their relationship started to get rocky, Victoria would text Will's mom and tell her that he was using again. And at some point, Victoria lived with Will until Will kicked her out. Over the course of a rocky three-year relationship, Victoria and William racked up a laundry list of police reports against each other, ranging from domestic disputes to assault and even sexual battery. And in January of 2012, Will was arrested for assaulting Victoria. Victoria claims she only survived this attack by hitting Will with a hammer. 
Um, and this is the story that is told to the police from Victoria. Mm-hmm. However, after the hammer attack on Will by Victoria, Will goes to his parents and confides in them. What had happened was that Victoria had become angry and attacked him. Like most people who are being hit, Will attempted to restrain her. And at that point, she became even more angry and hit him on the side of the head with that hammer. Will also admits to his parents that she bit him on the shoulder and that she was going to tell police that he had tried to attack her. Naturally, Will was worried. Oh, my gosh. And rightfully so. An article in psychcentral.com says the following. Quote, male advocates argue that men don't get equal protection under the domestic violence laws. They say the courts and police practice a double standard. When men are injured and report the attack to the police, they are not taken seriously. They say a man who slaps a woman will probably be arrested, while a woman's violent actions will probably be dismissed as harmless. End quote. This goes for really any victim. And I would hardly say being hit in a head with a hammer is harmless. Yeah, agreed. They're so afraid of being shamed. People think if somebody is being abused, they probably did something to provoke it. In essence, if people can find a reason why abuse is the victim's fault, then abuse is something that can not only be controlled, but prevented. And in turn, it won't happen to them. Experiencing victim blaming as a victim can be shocking, totally demoralizing. Yeah. So therefore, Will pleaded with his parents to go back to the house with him. (sighs) Police were waiting and the officers, of course, arrested Will. His parents were totally shocked. Will is the actual victim here. He was the one with the head injury. Victoria is obviously the aggressor. She was armed. But he had that bite in his shoulder. How did she explain that away? So Victoria is a great... Um, explainer of things and <laughs> she has stories yeah. uh, Victoria actually in this occasion drops the case insert eye roll yeah. uh, but not before pretty much extorting Will she wrote him a letter with a list of demands uh, things he needs to do for her in order for her to drop the charges things like tropical vacations and paying her vet bills oh my gosh yeah and she basically tells the police it was a misunderstanding so tell me he didn't cave into the nutso deal or I, does he take her to want? Oh, I wish I could. Uh, um, I don't know whether the actual demands were met, but I do know that eventually Victoria told police that she had made up the allegations. And I'm assuming that means Will and her squashed that whole, you know, police calling debacle and the case was dropped and Victoria mm-hmm. continued being the same Victoria mm-hmm. court documents state that in March and April of 2012, Victoria sent herself threatening text messages, but made them appear as if will had sent them to her. This is so frustrating to hear. And really the technology today and how they figure out how something came from this IP address or that IP address. It seems to me like she shouldn't be able to get away with that. Like they could figure it out. That the- I, you're right. You're right. But I don't, think that was something that police were ready to tap into yet it was like these people are just going back and forth they're just having a hard time in their relationship and we're not going to put our efforts into tracking down ips and texts because this is you know they probably saw it like a minor thing yeah well and i think will had this remaining feeling from his addiction days that he didn't want to give up on anyone 
much less on someone he loved. He tried everything to make it work and give Victoria chance after chance. Yeah, definitely. And another telling incident occurred in May of 2013. Victoria showed up at Will's home, entered his house without his permission, uh, grabbed him by the chain on his neck and forcefully led him around the house, demanding to know who he had been talking to. Eventually, Will was able to get her out of his home. And this is when Victoria ran through his neighborhood yelling, rape. You've got to be kidding me. No, a neighbor actually heard Victoria screaming and called the police. She tells the woman that her ex-fiance was shoving her and that she was without her phone. So when police arrive, Victoria goes into storytelling mode that Will had raped her and beat her. And he and other witnesses, of course, denied all of this. Uh, but Will didn't realize that Victoria had really sabotaged herself in trying to get Will to hurt her on camera. She had actually recorded the entire interaction. Did they have access to it? They did. So this is another reason we stress document everything. So, of course, the recording contradicted her version, right? Totally. Uh, in the recording, you can hear Will say, quote, I'm going to need you to get out of here. Um, and Victoria says, quote, you just put your hands on me, you know, and it's in a really like just in this voice that makes you want like cringe. She's just like, oh, oh you're hurting me. Oh. <laughs> you know, you're just like and you hear her kind of rustling the sounds of maybe someone's holding you back. Like she's pushing to get in and he's just, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. just standing there making sure that he's protecting his home. Right. You know, she's rustling. She's trying to make her way into his home and he's trying to make her go away. At one point, she tells him, quote, you told me to come here, end quote. And Will denies this adamantly. She's obviously saying this for the recording. Right. Um, you can hear him say, quote, get the fuck out of here. I am scared of you. You terrify me, Aww. end quote. And it's so hard to hear her. Like I said before, um, she is so demented. She is living this completely alternate reality of what's really going on um like i said she had a high-pitched voice and he's so uncomfortable and she's just like why are you acting this way in the most obnoxious voice like hello you hit me in the head with a hammer you blindside me and come here and accuse me of doing things i'm not doing and he's just so gentle. does not want her yes. anywhere near him i mean he's being as polite as any human could possibly be in this situation he's very calm and he's just like you scare me i'm afraid of you yeah even though all of this back and forth will is still willing to give her another chance and why i don't know he tells her that if she wants to continue any kind of relationship with him she will need to sign documents that negates anything that he has air quote done air quote which we know is nothing he doesn't want to get a bad rap she says fine Give me them. She wants to do it then and there. And he says, no, come back. She's baiting him. She wants him to hit her so that she can call the police. This time, Victoria is arrested for battery and filing a false police report. This honestly is the best case scenario for Will. She self-documented her own abuse. Yeah, she totally messed this one. This is a misfire. <laughs> And as great as that part was, unfortunately, even with these charges looming over Victoria, things continued to be rocky. Yeah. Um, in September of 2013, Victoria once again shows up at Will's home. He called 911 and requested that officers remove her from his residence. 
When the police arrived, Victoria alleged that Will um, had hit her. However, she has no visible injuries. Officers also learned that Victoria had sent text messages to Will's cell phone that included false accusations that he had like kidnapped her and threatened her. Um, And she was finally removed from the residence. And Will told her, never contact me again. Did they have a restraining order filed against her? So, no. Will, from from all the information I can tell, Will did not. Victoria, however, had tried to get a restraining order against Will. Mm -hmm. Just so that could be another notch in her case she was trying to build against him. And the... And it's not funny, but the crazy thing is that she, in reality, she's building a case against herself. Yeah. You know, and doing all of this and in going to the police over and over again and making false accusations. This only makes you look. Hopefully they can see through this kind of stuff. Well, let's I, keep going. Yeah. Okay. So on her way out, Victoria texts Will's baby mama and tells her that Will is an abuser mm-hmm. and that she shouldn't let him have any visitation with their daughter. Blah, 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 blah. Um, because Will's ex knows that he most certainly is not domestically abusing anyone. She calls Will and tells him about the text that she received from Victoria. Good. Will then decides to tell Victoria that he will not be dropping those charges in from May of 2013. The right. rape. Because she didn't. Right. She's reneged on her part. Right. Will's just done. And I Victoria had all the power before. Mm-hmm. She made the calls. She ran the show. But with the threat of being convicted of battery on Will and making a false police report, she was really afraid of losing custody of her own child, mm-hmm. which in retrospect, you should have thought of that. Right. Uh, and as we know, typically narcissists use manipulation and covert bullying to terrorize the people in their lives. But Victoria was using outright aggression and violence. Victoria seems to be the worst kind of narcissist, the malignant narcissist. This means she is high on the scale of NPD or narcissistic personality disorder. She's easily triggered and not just a danger to herself, but a danger to others as well. They are dangerous because there is a lack of empathy. They are extremely vindictive and spiteful. And now I bet she's super pissed. Super pissed. (laughs) So pissed. That Will was just done with her. On the early morning hours of September 13th, 2013, just days after this last showdown at Will's home, Mm -hmm. officers respond to a 911 call. There's a claim of rape and shots that have been fired. When officers arrive to the scene, they find Victoria standing in the doorway holding her dog. Her hair was wet like she'd just taken a shower and she was in some nice, clean PJs. She told the officers that Will had raped her and she shot him in self-defense. Will was dead. Victoria was taken to the hospital for a physical examination and a rape kit. She told the doctor that Will had forced her to have sex and afterwards he beat her. Victoria claimed that to defend herself, she grabbed the gun from the nightstand and shot Will. How many times was he shot? Will was shot 10 times. No. Four times in the chest, three in the back, one in the arm, and two times in his head. Will also showed bruising on his chin and left arm that police believe were caused by a blunt object. 10 times. Ah, seems excessive. Like maybe she was a super bad shot and none of them were the kill kill shot until the final one. It absolutely is excessive. (sighs) Self-defense means to use like force. So to do enough to get the attacker down so you have a chance to get away. 
Right, you could just shoot him in the knee and he wouldn't be able to come after you. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't have the stats in front of me, but I read the police report and it shows that Will coughed up blood. So that means that any one of those shots would have, he would have been down for the count. Right. You know, he, right. 10 times is excessive. <laughs> that's the best choice of words here. Well, I would think that anybody that gets shot, that's debilitating. No matter where you get shot, this isn't television. Yeah. There's no robo cop or, you know, or unless superhuman. The only that- scenario in my mind that I can is like if someone's maybe like on drugs, some drug that the person makes that you, gets shot, you have a lot yes, of adrenaline. Yes. And you, yeah. Someone that's True. like high on something and they're just, you know, a shot to the shoulder doesn't take them down. Right. I get that. Yeah. But this but is that not, wasn't Will. Will was also found naked. Um, he was naked on the bed. Of course, she had accused him of rape. rape. But the police also mentioned the clothes was neatly folded on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just super sus. Yeah. About Victoria. The home showed no sign of a struggle. It was undisturbed. Mm -hmm. So now what? Through the vaginal swabs taken during her exam, the doctor said he found no injuries on Victoria consistent with the description of events she portrayed. Not to mention when Victoria goes in for questioning, police take her phone and she is livid. Like she's just pissed off. She does not want them to take her phone. And it's all just a little fishy. If she you probably are, has more recordings that prove that she was the one who made this whole nutso thing up. Right. And I mean, that is suspicious. If you have nothing to hide, then don't hide anything. Right. In a crazy plot twist, Uh-oh. the gun that was found at the scene was one that had actually been given to her by a sheriff's deputy that believed Victoria was actually the victim of abuse. She shot him with a gun that a sheriff gave her because he believed that she was in danger. Yes. Can a sheriff do that? Can a sheriff just give you a gun? I don't think that works that Morally, way in the United States. I, I, legally? Yeah, no. legally. It's, uh, yeah. Well, so Victoria had actually met him on one of her trips to the police station to file a restraining order against Will. Mm-hmm. She told him that they had a volatile relationship and he wanted to help her. Um, he even took her shooting to like arrange so that she would know how to fire a weapon. And actually on the night she shot Will, Victoria calls the sheriff's deputy before calling the police. He was at the crime scene before anyone else. And he was really a pawn in her sinister game. I wonder if they had a thing going on. It does Doesn't not it make you wonder, that, but yeah, absolutely. it makes me wonder. I wouldn't put it past her. When you put all the evidence together, you really see what Victoria was working up to. This was years worth of abuse that they had used against her. Even the prosecutor was said that she spent most of her career on the side of the woman in these situations. So she can understand how the jurors would be more willing to take the side of a woman versus the man in these types of cases. The challenge for her was deprogramming people to think that way. Yeah, kind of like what we said earlier. You're programmed to think a woman is, you know, she was raped. She claimed rape. That's a huge thing to say, you know. Right. I think people don't think a woman would lie about something like that. So even the judge is saying, I've been on the other side of these things. This is actually the prosecutor. So it's the prosecutor prosecuting her. It's the lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. The the, The lawyer is saying like, even me, myself, I have to double take and say, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. This is a woman who killed a man mm-hmm. and it wasn't in self-defense. It was domestic abuse that led up to this. Right. Wow. You know, and people think that it's a crime that only a man would commit, but they're wrong. And we really do need to step outside those gender roles and see what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. 
and like you said earlier about technology, um, we're so lucky that we do live in a world full of technology. They were able to do stuff with cell phone pings with both Will's and hers to show that they had conversations prior to his murder that they were amicable. Will was coming over to talk to her. And if that wasn't enough, Will's family had also pointed the police towards Victoria and the prior abuse that she inflicted onto Mm -hmm. Will. Mm -hmm. Um, Six hours after the shooting, Victoria was arrested and charged with murder. And in October of 2017, she was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole plus five years. Well, that's a good long time. Yeah, I'd say so. Wow. What a sad story, you know, to have come through so much, Will and overcome drug abuse and become such a successful businessman, have a daughter whom he loved, and then gets in a relationship with this narcissistic wacko. And within a few years, it's over. Yeah. Um, I read something online uh, with Will's dad that he gave an interview. And Will's dad said that, sadly, Victoria was Will's last addiction. Ooh, that's kind of a spooky way to put it. And true, because he just couldn't stay away from her after I mean you just said yourself that last time that he was shot he was going over to he went to her place it wasn't yeah that's a conscious choice that's not her coming in and trying to you know batter down his door yeah so and I think this is something we talked about with Holly how the abuser is really good at finding your weakness yeah they're just they know who's gonna kind Mm -hmm. of like fall for it and who isn't yep they're good at targeting yeah, and unfortunately, Will had been an addict, and he was just really an open man. He was open to, to helping. He was open to changing, and he didn't give up. Oh, that makes me heartbroken. Well, ISOs, as always, we pray for your welfare and healing. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and survive. If you or someone you love is being abused by an intimate partner, we have resources listed on our website at isolatedpodcast.com. If you have an experience, expertise, or advice you'd like to share, please send an email to notalone at isolatedpodcast.com or visit our website. Your privacy, should you desire it, is a top priority for us. You can support the work of this podcast and help fund much-needed therapy for men who can't afford it by becoming a member through our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash isolated podcast, which also gets you perks and benefits unavailable to non-members. You can cancel at any time. Your five-star review on iTunes will also help promote the show and help listeners find the podcast. Thank you so much for your support.